You are listening to Talking Machines. I'm Catherine Gorman. And I'm Neil Lawrence. And Neil, it is the most wonderful time of the year, which comes like four or five or to maybe six to eight times per year. It's conference season. And in this particular moment, it's ICML. It's conference season. And I know that because I get a lot of requests to put up proceedings on PMLR. And actually, an ICML is the biggest one. It's like, oh my goodness, I had to adapt my scripts because when I upload the proceedings, GitHub would time out with the size of the conference proceedings because I create the proceedings locally and I push them to GitHub. And uh, it's so big that at some point GitHub just says, you can't be serious, and times out. So I had to change my scripts. This is last year for the first time. And this year I was so excited because everything worked. There were a bunch of things. I had to change my scripts to handle the fact that um, some surnames appear more than 26 times. So the original, going back for a long time, the key name for the papers is surname followed by a letter to disambiguate and the year. Yeah. And yeah. some surnames are appearing more than 26 times. And I didn't have like a rollover. So like when you got oh. past Z, that was a bug. And then the, then the other problem I had is that just pushing the proceedings onto GitHub, it's so big that, yeah, GitHub times out at some point. And, and so I have a new script that actually splits them and just checks in the papers alphabetically. So it checks in all the papers that start with A, checks in all the papers that start with B. So if you go and look at the GitHub that under underpins, everything's driven by GitHub on PMLR, you'll see 26 check-ins to get around this timeout that I was experiencing. And I have a new sort of bug this year that I don't even know what's happening, is that every so often, because people submit corrections to their papers, which is great, right. and I include yeah. them, and every so often the proceedings, it seems to compile without its style file. I don't know what's causing it. It's happened also with cult. Oh. So if you go to the proceedings, sometimes you'll see it looks like HTML from 1997. It's not purposefully <laughs> retro. It's just that somehow it's failing to bring in the, the style sheet. And I don't even know why. It's like my new problem for the year. I'm having to edit a lot of scripts here and do things that I didn't feel I was born to do. But, you know, so, so somehow the style sheet sometimes doesn't load and I have no idea why. Yeah, so yeah, so conference proceeding, the conference season to everyone else means... Oh, how exciting. Lots of papers. And to me, it means, oh, um, my scripts have stopped working again. <laughs> but it's crazy. I don't actually quite know what to do with I need that infinite scroll thing you get on Twitter because there's so many mm. publications on the main page. Like the way we do right. the proceedings has always been like, oh, I'll just put all the papers on the main page. And um, unfortunately, I do have a sort of thing that probably isn't working when it doesn't load the style sheets where you can filter by author. But put all the papers on the main page. And just provide links for people to go and read the paper they like. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, not quite, not quite working. It's your own little personal Y2K, Neil. I love it. We could let you get back to publishing the proceedings, Neil. If you, if you... It sort of makes me a little bit paranoid because it doesn't, you know, when I'm on top of it, it's, it, it doesn't take long. But um, mm -hmm. obviously it's kind of a big event, like with thousands yeah, of people yeah. attending. feels kind of important to have yeah. online. And sort of people... important, you know capable of reading them and it's just like little old me running scripts putting in hacks to make them check in 26 times this is how machine learning works on the inside everyone it's little old neil trying to rewrite his scripts from 15 years ago instructions for other people on how to do it in case they get run mm. over by a bus but uh yeah i, I, I mean i'm not no, i'm not sure that we have i need to get it tested like whether actually 
Because basically, if I do get run over by a bus, nature are going to come back with a vengeance, showing, ha, told you, you need to pay $30,000 per paper. Otherwise, your proceedings editor gets run over by a bus and, and you don't get your proceedings out. Ha, see? That would be bad. I wouldn't like my death to be the end of utterly free conference publications. <laughs> Neil meets an untimely demise. The world mourns, but really, everybody's freaked out about getting it's their the journals $7, up. It's the seven thousand dollars you now have to pay to get your paper you know open to access. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Well, let's focus on happier things, Neil. I wanted to talk today about the winner of the Test of Time Award, which is my one of my favorite things to think about and talk about when we're going through conferences. And this year for ICML, it was a paper by Max Welling and Yi Tay, Bayesian Learning via Stochastic Gradient Langevin Dynamics. And am I saying that right, Neil? Langevin? I think you're saying Langevin? how I say it. I, I guess it's probably now, now you've brought it up. It, Presumably French, Langevin. Maybe yeah, we should go for like, say it as you see it. Come on, Langevin. That sounds good. This paper, I think, is exciting. I remember when this came out and Max and Yi actually did a bunch of work at the time, which was very exciting around sampling methods that scale. Mm. And I think in particular, I always enjoyed, well, I remember seeing, I think Max at AI Stats giving a keynote where he was pushing the notion of, of scalable sampling methods and trying to go beyond in in Monte Carlo sampling generally the thing you're trying to show is that you hit a stationary distribution that in the infinite limit uh, matches the distribution you want to sample from Max I remember very creatively was arguing yes if you've got infinite time then that's okay but in practice, we have finite time and if you know you're going to stop early you might be happy sampling from a biased distribution, you might want to hmm. minimize variance because the error is, this quadratic error can easily split into the bias and the variance. And, and I, like so much of Max's stuff, just found that such a stimulating idea. And it's another of those people, I mean, Max and EY, very creative and technically capable people that we're very lucky to have in the community. And, and that paper is noticing that you can modify stochastic gradient descent with a particular injection of noise and give yourself Langevin dynamics, which allow you to say that, to view the stationary distribution as a posterior distribution from a neural network. I mean, I, I'm in two minds. I think you get more excited about test of time awards than I do. I'll let you into a little secret. The year that Karina and I ran Europe's in the test of time, Max ran it the year before with Zubin and they introduced the test of time award. And oh. I looked at it and went, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> and then it I, and that's all I remember. Maybe Karina would say, that's not what we said. But, but I remember it as, why didn't I like it? I, I just felt... Maybe it was like I was so tired from organizing the thing. But no, I think there was more to it than that. The, my sense is that like partially it's obvious. You know, the paper's oh. got all the sites by then. I, I would also accept that we, we might have been wrong as well. And I think why I kind of like this one is because it's also very current. I would also say there's, if we go back to the Neurot's Test of Time Award with the Ramey and Recht, where Ben Recht, mm -hmm. as you will well remember, he also um, spoke about it at the press conference. Was mm -hmm. that the first mm -hmm. press conference we ever did? I think it might have been. And the press conference turned into um, 
uh, Ben Rett sort of like dismantling all of science. We, we had this carefully prepared press conference with statements mm-hmm. and, and Ben, which was great. I mean, we, we, we loved him for it. He sort of like in front of all the assembled world journalists. He punk rocked our press conference. Yeah, he did. He had this great t-shirt <laughs> on as well. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, so there you go. There's a great example that you actually, even if it is obvious which papers mm. are highlighted, having that chance to give a talk, effectively there was giving a platform to give a message for people who have been around for some time to sort of say mm. something new. So that's great. But I think here what's interesting about it as well is the extent to which techniques like that are also being looked at in an effort to try and better explain generalization properties of stochastic gradient descent. So there's a lot of work that I think tries to look at stochastic gradient descent as a stochastic differential equation. Now, the stochastic gradient Langevin dynamics is actually explicitly turning into a stochastic differential equation, which has a provable stationary distribution. But then there's a lot of work that says, oh, but what type of uh, stochastic differential equation am I doing if I run regular stochastic gradient descent? And what, what will that stationary distribution lead to in terms of generalization properties? And I think that's a very interesting domain now. I would also call out... Um, and I definitely didn't read the paper in general, but there's I've seen work by um, Philip Hennig and collaborators, and I'm, I should be naming the student that led the work, but we'll provide a link, where they're looking at a load of stochastic uh, gradient descent optimization approaches and trying to view them in this context. And I think it's also an attempt to sort of look at the speed of convergence of these things as well and balance that against the sort of things that you can do when you consider them as stochastic differential equation systems. But there's also more exciting things happening, which are, rather than trying to view these things as uh, stateroom distributions of a stochastic differential equation system that is just converging to something at infinite time, where people, and I think you know, Philip certainly, I think, made this point on the tweet I saw about it, is that there's other approaches that you can look at that come from stochastic optimal control where you force the final distribution to be of a certain form. And um, I've got a great student, Francisco Vargas, who's also working with Pierre Todorov on uh, Schrodinger Bridge setups, which also have Langevin dynamics. And I, I really love the work. So I, I don't normally plug. Seems right. Yeah. Now it's just going to be anything Neil's name's on that's on archive yeah. machines. <laughs> I mean, there's really great work by Francisco, who's done a lot of the technical work on that. And I've been learning a lot uh, from him through it. But the thing that's going on there is is using Schrodinger bridges, which take back to the 1930s. And and in his case, again, Langevin dynamics in the bridge, which differ from these stationary distribution systems because you have an initial starting distribution and then you have a physical system that drives you to a target final distribution and does so in Mm. finite time instead of infinite Mm. time. So all this Langevin dynamics Monte Carlo work is about what happens in infinite time. These systems are like finite time. You know, my understanding of it is that you drive it through stochastic optimal. Well, we, I I certainly view it like that. You, You drive where it goes through um, adding a drift to your diffusion, which I sort of view as a, as a control problem. But there's a lot of really interesting work also by Arno Dusay and collaborators, which is almost the same idea. They simultaneously published it. By the way, our paper did not get into ICML. But I nearly got in. We got really great reviewer comments, uh, which I think have improved the paper. But I, and we were on the cusp, I think. But that, that work, and there's other people, Maxine Rosinski and, and others, 
are looking at this this different different view of it as instead of saying, well, I've got these dynamics that that at time infinity take me to the station distribution I care mm-hmm. about. I want to get there in finite time. And I think that's an interesting direction, interesting new direction. And if I understood what Philip Pennig was saying, well, I think he was kind of saying the same thing for some of these theoretical approaches. And I really like the fact that they're actually, that that's connecting to a bunch of work in physics that goes back to the 1930s, an enormous amount of work in mathematics for mm-hmm. this sort of underlying rigor that you need to talk about these stochastic differential equation systems and uh, more recent work in non-equilibrium thermodynamics. I think there's connections as well. So, yeah, it's a great... I mean, I wasn't involved in the selection, but if I had been... <laughs> you agree with the selection, Neil? You approve? had been on the selection committee, <laughs> I would have been choosing that for all those reasons. I think it's not just about you know, its number of citations um, or how it's been viewed over time, but I think it's actually marking a point in the history of the conference where people introduced something, I think, quite innovative that is is now being used today. So, yeah, uh, yeah very excited about, uh, about that paper and its, uh, and so its selection. Unfortunately, it wasn't published on PMLR, though. Because the first ICML we did was 2013. So I take it all back. Any paper that's not on PMLR is dead to me. This is now this, this conversations are only about papers that my students are working on and things on, are on P- PMLR machines. The things that have been published on PMLR. You're listening to Talking PMLR. I'm a voice and this is Neil. This is Neil. <laughs> Today we're going to review how you edit a paper on PMLR. So that's that's so interesting, Neil, that you brought up the idea of the test of time award and being sort of like, oh, why do we need to do this? But then the difference between the the actual award and the talk that gets given at that award, I think that's so interesting to ask these people who have been part of the community for such a long time to reflect on work that came out that they did no less than 10 years ago. What would you be hoping to hear from Max and UIT? given the way that you've seen their work involve? I mean, I, you know, of course, there's you're talking about how this particular paper is very, like, top of mind right now, but what, what else sort of major themes would you be interested to hear them touch on? I would expect to hear all of that, but with UI and Max, I kind of feel that they would surprise me. So what I've just spoken about is kind of what I would do if I were in their shoes. But one of the great things about people like Max and UI is, you know, that they don't do what you would do in their shoes. They surprise Mm. you in interesting ways. I mean, it's almost like the only way I can cope with the volume of stuff coming into machine learning at the moment that most of it doesn't surprise me in an interesting way it's like oh sure yeah yeah you know and that's nice too but there are some people and some works that continue to surprise you in interesting ways like you know neil published his paper on gaussian processes not surprising right (laughs) but both max and ui have something very special that they have technical capabilities that gives them a breadth of understanding of different areas but i think also a contextual understanding of 
the wider field on what's interesting that allow them to uh, publish breakthrough works repeatedly. I would expect to be surprised because the thing I would think that you'd hear about is probably different from what you'd actually hear about. Fantastic. Well, they are, I believe, giving a talk at ICML, as as is the new tradition, or the new tradition, the tradition, whatever, as is one's want if one wins the Test of Time Award at ICML. So you'll be able to hear them talk about that work and hopefully surprise us with something cool and amazing. And that is all at ICML 2021, which is a virtual conference entirely this year, Neil. But then next year, I think we're going back to in person i believe it's going to be in baltimore so yeah it's going to be the test of space award for next year's the conference test of space award i love it yes exactly from test of time <laughs> to test of space as we try and squeeze an unconstrained conference back into a small back into physical back into a city <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But we're now going to be constrained by the size of the largest Earth city. What we need is just a bunch of aircraft carriers tied together, not unlike the way that they transported King Kong in that movie recently. That's how we'll have the conference in future. Actually, it reminds me of the Randall Monroe What If series. I don't know if you remember those where he says Mm -hmm. What If. There's this one about what if every individual in China jumped up and down at the same time the Earth would move off its axis and... He actually turns it into, uh, well, actually, that doesn't happen. Even if you concentrate them as much as you can, that doesn't happen, I think, is the conclusion. But he looks at the logistics of wow. removing the entire population of China in and out of that space. I think he puts them on Rhode Island or something like that. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of reminiscent about what it's like to get, to get the machine learning community together. The real problems in machine learning are upload times on GitHub and how to fit people into a physical space. So if we can solve those. Anything is possible. But Anything actually, possible. it will be it will be interesting next year because, you know, the I think as we're seeing the sort of shakeout from everything we've learned during the pandemic about mm-hmm. kind of what works and what doesn't work. Because to be quite honest, most of what sort of happens just happens through continuity and tradition, right? People right. don't right. like change. They expect things to occur in the same way. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, we'll see what happens. In the meantime, you can explore all of ICML's conference online this year at icml.cc. Apart from proceedings.mlr.press slash v139 for the entire (laughs) proceedings on one web page without the cascading style sheets working. (laughs) The Herculean task of having all... Did not get that memo? (laughs) Dropping in icml.cc. Excuse me, excuse me. So gauche, so gauche. Oh God, what am I doing? Oh no. But the real website that you need to remember, forsake all others for the sake of talkingmachines.com, where you can find links to this, links to Max and Yee Wise paper, and all of our other episodes. That is it for this episode of Talking Machines. I'm Catherine Gorman. And I'm Neil Lawrence. Tune in next episode. 